Today's episode is sponsored by Roasters Marketplace. Roasters Marketplace curates small batch specialty coffee from 29 different micro roasters across the country. Not only are you able to shop an amazing selection of single origin beans, but you can also find out the story behind each craftsman. They even have their own podcast so you can meet your coffee roaster. Roastersmarketplace.com is not your typical coffee website. You can shop by origin, roast level, processing method, and even by flavor notes. Whether you're looking for a delicious light roast that has hints of blueberry and almond, or a bold dark roast with qualities of dark chocolate and molasses, Roasters Marketplace can help you on your quest to find the perfect cup. You can become a Roasters Marketplace member and get free shipping on every order, including a great selection of subscriptions. You can find them at roastersmarketplace.com and on social media. Hi, welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. I am your host, Aurora, and today I am joined by my new friend, Gwenna. Hi. I found Gwenna on TikTok, which I just said on my last episode too, but that's fine. Um, uh, I, when I, you know when you start, like you get an account on TikTok and your For You page is just like the most random shit and like before the algorithm like knows who you are. And so yours, like one of your videos was the first like mom video that came up on my, (laughs) on my For You page. And you only had like 5,000 followers at the time. Like (laughs) it was like a little while ago and, um, my For You page very quickly got taken over by mom content. And anytime my husband and I would be like laying in bed, watching TikToks, like the contrast between our apps were just like ridiculous because I get like mostly mom content and plant content and he gets whatever the hell is on straight TikTok for men. I don't know. (laughs) I've seen teen TikTok, which is a horrifying place, but I still maintain it's not as bad as straight TikTok. You know, I'm 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 with you. Straight TikTok's kinda but the worst is straight teen TikTok. That (laughs) that's a world I do not care to be a part of. It's just traps and things that aren't in English. it's true and the thirst traps are so huh I'm like I am an adult I don't I don't want to see this from you children (laughs) on this app um yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and just you're a mom you have three kids is that right yeah I have three kids so yeah I'm I'm Gwenna and mama cusses pretty much everywhere on TikTok, Instagram, all those places. And yeah, I've got three kids and I am what's known as an age gap parent. So my eldest is 13 Mm -hmm. and then I have two youngest, they're twins and they are just about to be two. So there's an 11 year age gap. So I span this weird world where my audience either has toddlers Mm -hmm. or teenagers and then just a handful of complete rabid idiots who went ahead and waited 11 <laughs> fucking years to have children so that's so funny um how how's twins how's having twins you know everyone was like oh my gosh i, I can't imagine having twins mm-hmm. it's just a, a different version of parenting mm-hmm. it's it's parenting for special needs is a different version of parenting parenting for age gap is a different version parenting for 
autism spectrum, two under two, age gap of, you know, Irish twins. It's right. it's just, it's different. not harder. Right. It's just different. Yeah. How has like that transition been then? Like talking about, I don't know, with the, with the, I mean, that's such a large age gap. So how has that yes. been? Like, do you feel like you kind of had to, I feel like I had to relearn how to parent with my second child and they're yeah. only like two and a half years apart. So <laughs> how was that? Yeah, no, I waited just long enough to forget all the sh shitty parts of parenting. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like I am two different moms at the uh -huh. same time because on, on, in one breath, I'll say, I'll talk to my teen about teen things mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm having to have serious discussions, especially with the world as it is right now, mm -hmm. in a way that she can fathom. And then I turn around and ask them if they need to poop. <laughs> so it's just two radically different yeah. feelings. And I feel most days like I'm running two families simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, my teen is great with the toddlers and my toddlers are toddlers, so they don't give a shit. Yeah, but that's true. Toddlers really are in their own world and they don't care. They don't care how it inconveniences you. They don't care. I have, so my toddler is three newly and which is just fun. Um, and I made the mistake yesterday of, I was on Twitter and I saw someone post about this toothbrushing app. My toddler loves Pokemon and it is Pokemon toothbrushing app and I was like perfect this will get him to brush his teeth however now I've spent the last 24 hours convincing my child that he doesn't need to be constantly brushing his teeth <laughs> and he yesterday we had an hour-long meltdown about him wanting to brush his teeth to Pokemon and all day and then we did it again tonight because I told my husband we were getting our baby ready for bed and I was like okay we are not gonna do it unless he asks for it because I don't I don't want to do this like, we're in too deep we've already introduced it to him but it's been two days and I regret I've... I regretted it two minutes after we started brushing. everything about my right. life over the past yes I regretted it literally two minutes after starting it yesterday and so yeah we um yeah so we spent another like half hour tonight it wasn't nearly as bad as last night but I was like I I was like, you know what? You can you can brush your teeth tomorrow and it will be fine. But he was like, I want to brush my teeth to Pokemon. I was like, well, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that Gwen and I wanted to talk about tonight, and she recently did an episode about this on her podcast, um, which by the way, the Mama yes, Cusses on podcast. the Mama Cusses podcast, which we are doing a pod swap. So once you're done listening to this episode, head over to her podcast, Mama Cusses, and listen to that one. Um, but she just did an episode on mom guilt, which is such a relatable thing. And on your episode, you said, when was the first time that you yeah, felt uh, mom guilt? <laughs> uh, four days. She was four days, four days. old. So yeah. It gets she, you so fast. Raging. She was raging. I was confused. I was scared. And and there she was, mom guilt. And she's been mm -hmm. my smarmy, foul-mouthed companion ever since. Mm -hmm. She doesn't go away. Well, and it's and it's so interesting because 
I mean, mom the goat looks a little bit different for everybody, but I feel like there are so many things that can make it worse or can trigger it. And, and you don't even know that those things are things that you feel guilty about until somebody mentions it. And then like, I remember with my first, um, it was about a week and my mother-in-law was staying at our house, which was fun in itself, (laughs) obviously. And she um, she got after me for not co-sleeping and which is, you know, like that's, that a is a choice, guys. <laughs> it's a decision you get to make. And and she's very traditional and my parents really traditional. Both of them, like both my parents and my husband's parents co-slept with almost all their babies. And that just wasn't what I wanted to yeah. do. And and that's fine. But um, I remember her like just saying something probably offhandedly but it felt like a direct attack at my ability to be a mom and I agonized over it for days like every time I laid him in his little bassinet next to me I would just sit there and stress out and be like "Ah, should he be in our bed with us like but then I'd be like but if I pull him into the bed then I'm going to like smother him somehow like with my huge mom boobs like (laughs) I don't know I, I like I can't handle this and so and then, yeah, ever since then, it's just like every single thing you do, it seems like it just kind of. Yeah, it, it compiles. And and mom guilt, from what I found, takes on two distinct forms. It is either a fear of doing something that is not enough or too much for your child. And then the other side of that is the fear of doing something that's not enough or too much for you. So you get mom guilt for co-sleeping or not co-sleeping, for using disposable diapers or cloth diapers. And then as soon as you figure that shit out, you get mom guilt for fucking showering or peeing by yourself. Like, yes, like, awesome. There's literally nothing I can do that I don't feel guilty about it. Thanks, you bitch. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't get organic yogurt this week. I got him just cotton candy gogurt and now i feel like a horrible mom because it wasn't chobani or whatever like right why do i right why do i have to get the fun stuff or like because the kids do not give a damn whether they put danimals on the floor or chobani they just they're gonna throw it on the floor no matter what we they're gonna for them they're gonna throw it on the floor it's gonna be all over their shirt and then and yeah <laughs> and that's true that kids and that's i think one of the most important things when it comes to mom guilt is when you can come to a point where you can realize that at the end of the day, yeah, your kids do not care. Yeah. Like they, my toddler is fine if I take a shower because he knows that means he gets to play on his tablet. Right. And and I feel guilty that he's having unsupervised screen time, but he is having the time of his life. Right. And, and so your kids don't care. What your kids really care about is that you are there and doing your best. And it's all the same to them. Just, you know, you just get to be racked with guilt. Yeah. <laughs> constantly well, over every decision. Part of part of what spawned the, the episode that I created on my podcast was I read a book by James Breakwell called Bare Minimum Parenting. And I talk about it in my podcast a little more. But one of the things he mentions is imagine your child has won a Nobel Prize and they get up to the podium and they're going through their thank you speech 
There is not a point at which your child, no matter how perfect your decision-making was when he was a toddler, there's not a point at which he's going to, and I want to thank my mom for wiping shit off my butthole when I was one. Like, that's just... I mean, it would be nice right. to get that thank you, but... <laughs> but the, there, that's not going to happen, and mm -hmm. I think there comes a point at which most parents hopefully realize the the ones that kind of get a handle on being able to not eliminate the mom guilt but at least shut her up is mm -hmm. are the ones who realize that the decisions we make when they're tiny those are for us our kids mm -hmm. don't and can't care it's not their job to care it's mm -hmm. their job to throw yogurt on the floor and shit in their pants exactly so i think that's a good point that like as long as you are not making horrible decisions for your children right like as long as they are on the okay spectrum right then it doesn't matter because your kid is going to develop at the pace that they will right. and it won't matter if you force them to learn the alphabet when they're two or i mean that's probably a bad idea right. um because then they'll hate reading but <laughs> but it you know, it doesn't really, all of those little nuances of the, the decisions that we agonize over, like, it doesn't matter. The yogurt is going to go right through their system. It's going to go straight into the trash. And, you know, what matters is that they ate. And that's honestly, as, like, diet-wise is one thing that I feel mom guilt about all the time. Yeah. He was the best eater until I weaned him. And the moment I weaned him, he was like, what the hell is a vegetable or a fruit? I want nothing but bread. And he has lived on bread for the last two years. And it's funny because, like, I agonize and agonize and agonize over how much vegetables he's eating and, you know, protein and all this stuff. And we went to his pediatrician a few weeks ago um, just for his checkup and... I tell him all these things that I'm concerned about that he's not eating well enough and he's a really skinny kid so that's part of it and he goes well put a vegetable on his plate but I don't really care if he eats it because what matters <laughs> is that he's eating food like right. as long as he's not going to bed hungry like I don't care what you feed your kid like offer him a vegetable because that's good for him but like it's it's all the same to me because it's yeah. just going into his body and you know and he's yeah, like his his body's doing what it needs to do. Yeah, it's it's really hard. It seems like the easier the saying, the more bullshit it sounds. Mm. But ultimately, if your kid is safe, healthy, and happy, you're doing your job. That's Good. true. But that's such a hard, like, you know, you hear that. And just like you said, like, it's so simple. And yet... Yeah, like it's impossible to internalize. Like I did I did all this research on mom guilt and then I stood in my kitchen today nearly crying because I'm like I'm feeding my kids goldfish and chicken nuggets for the 400th time. Who literally does me today feeding my children <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and goldfish crackers? Yeah. <laughs> for like 2 years straight. <laughs> right. But my kids are fantastically developed for where they should be my pediatrician is thrilled with where they're at developmentally they're a little above in some areas they're a little behind in some areas but and that's it doesn't matter you take what you can <laughs> and so yeah i you know drink from thine own cup i suppose <laughs> just because i talk a lot about mom guilt does not mean i don't suffer from right. mom guilt 
Well, the other side of mom guilt, though, the, the one that I am a whole lot better at handling is the side of mom guilt that we attack ourselves on, mm -hmm. not just are we feeding our kids, are we educating our kids, are we keeping them, you know, as safe as possible without keeping them too safe because bubble children mm -hmm. are a problem in their mm -hmm. own. But it's the one of the things that I constantly tell my followers on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook is taking care of yourself is taking care of your child. I think that's really like, important. Yeah. Like you, you need to be able to shower and not just shower for pure cleanliness. If a shower is a relaxing thing for you, you need that. Mm -hmm. If a pedicure is a relaxing thing for you, leave your kids with someone trusted, your partner if you've got one, a parent if you've got one, the fucking neighbor if you're pretty sure they won't kill them and go get a damn pedicure. Exactly. I think that's something that I had to, that I learned, I feel like relatively quickly after my first, I mean, I think it's something that I, that we all constantly work on, you know, that you have yeah. this idea of like, okay, these are the things that I need to do. And yet you still have those times when you come down to it that you're like, but I'm taking time to myself. How evil of me <laughs> to prioritize myself. But I, when my baby was, I think he was about five months old. I was like, the thing that makes me feel human is to go get my nails done once a month. And it's, yeah. And it's vain and it doesn't really like change my appearance. Like it doesn't make me feel prettier necessarily, but right. it's, it's adult contact that wasn't my husband <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was important. And yeah. And so, I mean, that's something that I've, I've like had to maintain over the last few years. Um, how have you felt like that has shifted with quarantine? Well, honestly, I am incredibly lucky in that my self-care routine was already a lot at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to give up the nail salon, but that wasn't a high priority yeah. for me. Like, I like doing my makeup, and I like doing my hair, and I like vintage clothes. Mm -hmm. I can still get all of those supplies online, and those were always things that I did at home. So I count my blessings or stars or whatever you want that a lot of my self-care routine was already home-based it just involved me locking myself in the bathroom for an hour and telling everybody else to shut up and leave me alone um I think that's important I think you I've been trying to implement like a nice little quiet time with my toddler during nap time which we all know sounds really nice <laughs> but doesn't right until you actually try right, to do it. And then it's just right. Cool. It's, it's a very calculated process of setting a timer. So he knows yeah. when the timer goes off, you're allowed to come out, turning on the same Disney story. He listens to every single day and giving him like three cookies <laughs> because I know that three <laughs> cookies will keep him occupied for at least seven minutes. <laughs> and then I can go sit on my bed, eat my lunch and pretend <laughs> and pretend that I don't have to deal with anything for, you know, seven to 30 minutes if I'm really lucky. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's, it really is, it's kind of picking your battles. And I, I always end up caving towards the end of that quiet time because he likes to come and shove his face right under that little crack in the door and yell at me and just yell and yell and yell. <laughs> and until I cave and I bring him his tablet, which is just, you know, reinforced that for him that he just thinks 
that's what's going to happen every time and now we're just in a big hole but but I'm willing to do it because I know that that means that I get during that precious nap time I get that like I get like a full half hour of like uninterrupted sort of time time to myself to take (laughs) care of myself because that really dumb cliche saying you can't pour from an empty cup is true that you can't provide for your kids in a good healthy way if you are so frazzled that that you can't function like as a human being well and honestly it becomes highly cyclical in mom guilt the worse you feel and the more drained you are and the more dehumanized parenting has made you the more you start to question other decisions that you've already made or acquiesced to the mom guilt kicks in even harder for the things you are or are Mm -hmm. not doing you don't feel refreshed so now you feel guilty about forking the tablet over Mm -hmm. to your kid but but yeah it it just becomes this horrible soul-sucking cycle of mom guilt just constantly Fucking bitch. <laughs> it is though and I think you have to reach a point where you like come to terms with I guess your boundaries of like okay this is what's important yeah. to me and these are the things that I'm willing to let go of in order to achieve right. those important things so like you said like if a shower is really important to you being like knowing mm-hmm. that like all right well if this is what's really important to me to have an uninterrupted shower sort of (laughs) how do I how do I achieve that and then and just coming to terms with it because like you said having that time doesn't really do a ton of good if you are feeling like shit the entire time because if you feel like shit and you feel guilty that's not a restorative time and and that doesn't help Mm -hmm. anybody now you've just taken a sad shower instead of a good shower and (laughs) and your kids are still cranky (laughs) I felt sad shower in my soul. The number of sad showers I've taken in my mom's life. It's the life. showers that you bring a glass of wine in because you're sad, not because you're relaxing. The two very different right. types of wine glasses, although they're the same. Yeah, you're like it, it's it's saltier somehow. It's I don't the, know. It's all the tears, tears or it's all the it's all the sad mom <laughs> tears, and and it's also probably yeah. just like somehow the tears of your children just are 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 somehow yeah. hitting the glass as they're yeah yeah I don't yeah I've I've taken a good number of sad showers and here's a, I'm not even a crier <laughs> me neither I'm honestly I have to hit like a pretty like I have to hit a wall in order to start crying like I have to be pretty yeah. emotional I'm not someone who cries every day which I'm really grateful for I don't think I could handle it if I was I'm emotional enough in other areas I can't be someone who's constantly sobbing um but yeah there are those showers where you just have to you stand there and the water and you just cry a little you have your you have your drink whatever it may be sometimes it's just coffee honestly because because it stays kind of warm in there well honestly (laughs) for whatever reason my normal showers i have a i have you know my 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 Mm -hmm. cup in the bathroom but it doesn't come in the shower with me i know my day has gone to shit when i feel the need to bring the cup in the shower with me it sits on that little like counter where the razor usually sits the razor gets put on put on the floor or something because it's not important today what's important is the drink that's getting you through your day and and the sat shower it's true that's when it's yeah 
Yeah, I feel like a good drink is when you're taking a bath, not a shower. Right. A, a, a drink, a shower drink is. <laughs> Some, something, something's gone wrong. Mom guilt won that day. We took a drink into the shower and took a sad shower. It really did. That was that was a few days ago for me. I was like, you know what? I mean, I usually wait until the kids are in bed to take a shower because that's something that I mm-hmm. I want to be able to take my time and and like rinse my day away. <laughs> but those are the days yeah. that I I bring it I bring a drink in with me. And my husband's like, "Ooh, you got you got your wine there in the shower." And I'm like, "I I do. Don't try to take a drink." So my husband's office is also mm-hmm. our bedroom just because of the way our house has to be set up right. and you know our the rest of our house looks like a daycare so my office is in mm-hmm. what used to be the dining room and his office is in our bedroom so in order to go take a shower i have to go into our master bath and he can tell what kind of day it is according <laughs> to what kind of cup i'm carrying in there what are the different cups what are what's the range here well i've got i've got a, a mm-hmm. black cup that i ordered from a resin artist on tiktok and that is my normal everyday. I'm just having it. I'm just a normal day. Having a drink. And then I have, yeah, it's it's the cup that I'm one of those bitches mm-hmm. who just carries yeah, yeah. around a tumbler everywhere. Um, so that's my normal cup, and it just it kind of moves from room to room. And then I've got my tea cup, and that is I intend to make the most of this. This was an excellent day. I'm in a good headspace. This is going to be face yeah. mask and sleep mask and hair mask day you're not yes. gonna see me for the next two hours i'm exfoliating yeah. everywhere <laughs> yes that's that's a good good day like i'm i i have been planning the shower mm-hmm. and then there's the wine glass and i've got a wine tumbler it oh, says yeah. classy as fuck on it that's uh oh i'm glad i still have three <laughs> kids today because one of them almost didn't make it no but one which of them one, i'll let you guess but, but i don't want to talk about it because i'll get mad all over again my toddler wouldn't right. shut up about the Pokemon teeth brushing app and that's just the day I've had. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like it's similar. My husband will walk in from work and he like assesses. And it's really just based on how quickly my toddler runs out of his room to greet him. Because if he's having a good time, yeah. he'll chill with me for a minute. He'll be like, Oh, dad's home. It's fine. But if it's a bad day, he is he is he's like 100 like, dad well good fucker. i feel the same way. <laughs> you're like you know what i feel the same way you go hang out with dad and i i am gonna sit outside <laughs> well see and that's that's a whole different level of mom guilt that i think moms with partners get mm-hmm. is that am i pawning my kids off on my partner yes. am i giving my partner the adequate amount of unwind space because they've got their own shit during the day exactly just because they're not covered in kids doesn't mean you know they're not entitled to a bad day or stress exactly like i want my me time and i want these kids to not touch me for like an hour straight but i also need to respect your space and so then there's a whole other level of spousal mom guilt, guilt yes. kicking in in the cycle yes. that's a rough one because i i feel that like every day yeah. because my husband gets home and i'm like especially there are a few days there are two days a week that he works like 11 hours straight and on those days I'm like I know you have been up since like 4 30 a.m yeah. like I know that you are tired I am also tired <laughs> and and I don't know where to how to move forward from here because yeah you both need that unwind time and I feel like it's really hard to 
I mean, it ends up coming down to communication with your partner right. and figuring out, okay, which one of us is going to take a break first? Which one of us needs it more right. first? And then the other one will have their turn. And then when the kids are in bed, then we can decide if it's the kind of evening where we both need space or if we want to like hang out and watch Netflix together right. with ice cream. And, you know, you have to, and that's such a day-by-day -day thing, which is one of the reasons it makes it so hard because- right. There's, there's not one size fits all. This is our routine that we fit into every single day, which is another reason why being a mom is hard. <laughs> right. Because, because if you, it's not like a regular job where you can, you have tasks that you just check off. I sometimes often miss the days of going into my job and yeah. doing my job for eight hours and then coming home because because it made sense. <laughs> right. The, well, there was at least a scheme change. There was a beginning and an end. And while, yes, mm -hmm. you're going to go in the next day and you get a new beginning and you probably pick up exactly where you left off, there was a, at least a break in that there is this part of my life and then there's that other part of my life. Mm -hmm. And both have responsibilities and emotional tasks and physical tasks. But and this is not to to diminish the working mom or the stay-at-home mom. Oh at yeah, all, for sure. At all. Yes. No. But they're both hard. They're different both hard. ways, but very hard. <laughs> but yeah, I I I feel you. I do miss the days where it was just I know where my end is and I know where my mm -hmm. beginning is. In fact, my eldest even came dancing out of her room. It's Friday because it's a Friday when we're recording mm -hmm. this. And I was like, "Cool, doesn't make a difference to me." And she was like, "You're like what i was like my day literally does not change the only difference between a friday and a saturday is my husband is home or not like exactly that's literally it i'm like well because every single day and that's the thing is every single day is the same really the only difference on weekends is that my husband's home right usually most of the time right sometimes you know sometimes but stuff happens. he's got his own dad responsibilities like exactly we live in a house so we have a yard and mm -hmm. tomorrow he's gonna get up and and he has to do yard work and i don't resent that at all because it means i don't fucking have to exactly but it also means that i'm gonna wake up same as i always do and get the kids up same as i always do he might as well be mm -hmm. at work as far as the impact on my day yes so i i'm I'm super glad that he takes care of the yard. I'm super glad that we are privileged enough to even right. have a yard. But right. it just, it means that there's no difference between my Friday morning and my Saturday morning now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's definitely something I miss. Mom guilt. <laughs> mom guilt is such a bitch. She really is. She's just. Well, and even mom guilt kicked in right then because I felt the need to disclaimer. Like, we're not trashing work at home. Well, I felt the same thing. I was like, I was like, hold on though. All moms. <laughs> all moms have it hard and that's and that's hard because I feel like in every in every stage of parenthood even from when you're like trying to get pregnant before you're mm -hmm. a mom there are all of these ways that you feel guilty because you're pregnant and then you feel guilty that some people can't get pregnant right. or or you feel guilty that other people aren't sick or or I mean that you're you know what I mean yes yeah. <laughs> the other people are more sick than me I, right brain fog um you know, and just every single stage, like you're really grateful that your kid sleeps well, but like other people have kids who won't sleep at right. all. And so then you feel guilty for like, I remember the first time I said something like on social media about my first child was a horrible sleeper, just still is. <laughs> um, and like he's three and I have been up with him every night for the last two weeks, which is a lot of fun for me. Right. Whereas my nine month old 
sleeps 11 to 12 hours every single night and he has since he was five months old and it is such a blessing (laughs) but the first time I mentioned that on social media someone dm'd me and was like oh that must be really nice like I I was up the entire night I didn't sleep at all and I was like well now I feel really bad but also there's nothing I can do about that like like I worked really hard to sleep train my child so he sleeps all night and I'm really sorry that you do not have the same experience as me and now I feel really guilty even though I don't know you (laughs) right there's like right yeah I uh so I started a Facebook group that is dedicated to non-mom shaming because it is really hard. Like I, I, I'm approaching 200,000 followers on TikTok, and which is incredible, time, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Every time I get a new follower, I'm like, oh my god, is this going to be the one that finds the one time I said something really stupid? Is 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 this is this going to be is this going to be it? Is this this mm-hmm. is this where I find my mom shamer? Is this where I spiral into this horrible cycle of uncontrolled self doubt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I have said a dumb and I didn't realize that I was stepping on toes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so far, my followers are great. They're, That's they're, good. They're fantastic. That's but, good. But yeah, I, I started a whole mom group and the number of mamas, I don't want to say women because we're inclusive. So mm-hmm. mamas um, who have said the same thing where I, I was just really happy that... I, you know, I weaned my kid from breastfeeding and somebody said that I was a terrible mother because I didn't let them stay on the boob. I literally gave birth to another one. I wasn't producing enough milk. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're wanting me to pick a kid to starve then? Right. Is that what That's one of the worst ones is the feeding. Yeah. Like people are so territorial about yeah. the way that you put milk into your baby's body. Right. And it's like, whether it is from my boob or from a bottle like does it matter and hashtag fed is best it's true and I remember my mom breastfed all of my siblings and I and even the one that she adopted somehow she managed to time that up where which my poor mother was breastfeeding for like three years straight (sighs) but um and I breastfed my first one but my second one's bottle fed and it's and it's the same Like I expected it to be this when I had to wean him, he was like six months old when he decided that he was done and it was very offensive. Um, I felt really, I was like prepared to be, I mean, I was kind of sad because it was different, but I was prepared to, I was like the emotional bond I have with my child will be gone and like who even cares? And it's exactly the same. I still sit next to him when he eats. It's honestly just more convenient because because I can I can give him the bottle and walk away if I have to like you know and I can I can use that like to my advantage but then at the same time it's less convenient when I'm out in public and I can't just pop him on because I have to prepare a bottle so like but it's all the same you're just feeding your kid and I always find it so funny that people get so pressed about about milk (laughs) yeah yeah like fed fed as best guys i i was unable to breastfeed i was 23 with my first and i was just not in a headspace to process how to do that like there was mm-hmm. some stuff going on in my personal life uh she was a 
she was a surprise baby. Ah, fun. Uh, <laughs> I was married to my first husband at the time, mm -hmm. but we definitely weren't aiming for that. Um, we're like, well. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then some other stuff was happening, so I, I was unable to breastfeed. And then I waited 11 years, got pregnant again, and then there were two of them. And I just, I tried for, for three months. I pumped, mm. and I just couldn't produce enough to feed one baby uh much less the two of them so i was like you know what done yeah the only and the only part that sucks about that is formula is expensive formula is very expensive and i got myself fixed after my twins were born <sighs> don't so blame you. <laughs> ah, done. i don't blame you i keep telling my husband that i have an iud right now but i'm like as soon as this thing expires it's snip snip because <laughs> that is not <laughs> happening again it's closed <laughs> yeah while you're fishing around in there, can you just remove any bits I no longer need? Just okay. get rid of those. Just toss them in the bin. <laughs> because of, because of how my my twins were in utero, I had a scheduled C-section. Mm. So we knew from I think I was twelve weeks pregnant when we knew that I was going to be having a C-section. Mm -hmm. So you were like, I was not. A I mean, how convenient to just get it done at the same time. <laughs> like yeah, you're just saving. Great. You're just saving time. You're efficient. An efficient mother. <laughs> if that's the only area I'm efficient in. Fantastic. <laughs> well, okay. So tell everyone where they can find you. So my podcast, the Mama Cusses podcast is available on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, and pretty much anywhere you can find your podcasts. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram as at Mama Cusses. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter as at this mama cusses because some jackass took those names already on those two platforms so rude right and then um <laughs> on facebook is that how they would also join your mom group if they wanted to yes. okay perfect yes and if you hit any of my social medias the link in bio has a quick link page that will take you to my my website my podcast my facebook group so i'm pretty easy to right. find. find you on one platform you find them on all of them yeah perfect Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Everyone, make sure that you go and listen to Gwenna's podcast. Um, again, I'm going to be doing an episode on hers as well. So just hop on over there and listen to that one. And um, I will talk to you all next week.